driver on my laptop every day now. What's a Birmingham screwdriver? A hammer. I did not know that is what that was called. No, it's just like taking the piss out of Birmingham people, basically. Is that a thing, or have you made that up? No, it's a real thing. It's basically a derogatory. Well, I say derogatory. It's like a, a bit of banter towards people from Birmingham, and that the fact they use hammers to fix everything. They don't use screwdrivers. They just whack Mate, it with a hammer and hope it works. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of tradesmen. Period. But tradesmen in Birmingham even more so. That's probably where it come from. I heard it from someone at work. So. No doubt. Hey man. Look, I done my hair today. Hey. I had to dry it because my room's so cold. If I had it, my hair wet, then it would just bloody give me a cold more than likely. <laughs> so, don't really want that to be happening. Not right now. Listen, mate. You not you not excited about your new Xbox tomorrow? I am. I'm trying to keep myself uh, mellow about it. Okay. Okay. But I can't let it go to my head right now. Because two reasons. One, it's Friday the 13th tomorrow, so anything could happen. And two, I feel like if I get too excited about it now, it's just going to make everything feel like lesser than once it starts to like get rolling, if that makes sense. like It's like the usual thing about getting too hyped for a film before it starts. Like You need to go into it and lower your expectations going in so that everything is nice when you actually do finally get there. That's my plan. I've also got to make sure I set up my Xbox as my home Xbox, in quotes. Yeah, what's this about, mate? I've been seeing this stuff. Yeah, so basically you can switch your your Xbox to a home Xbox five times a year, which basically means if you want to like switch your account back and forth between Xbox systems, you can, but you can't do it that often. But it's basically so you can like share games, essentially. Because obviously if you do that with someone, you're basically giving someone all the games you've bought. Which so people they, do. They want, yeah, they want to basically limit that to five times a year. So if you've done that more than five times, you've then lost all your games at that point. Unless you've already put it back on your own console. So I'm not sure of the massive importance of it, but I think it's just to, to help the Xbox like understand stuff. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. That's like one of my first things. There's a bunch of like settings that IGN have come up with videos basically saying, like make sure you do all these settings before you do anything because if not you're going to find it hard later in you know in the future to do certain things so which I'm glad about because if I'd missed those videos I probably would have had a rough time so is anything of importance that you wouldn't think about when you first Yeah there's like inter- like like the the home making your Xbox a home console thing I think there was something about like having the the Xbox come on instantly you can there's basically like a setting where you can have it where it loads up everything slowly or fast. Energy and saver, it's, right? It's default on slow, which basically means that, like, if, let's say, you, like, left your Xbox off, or you, you left the game on, and you turn your Xbox off, you can obviously have the setting where you turn it back on, and it, like, instantly goes back onto that game kind of thing, rather than having to load everything back up, which is quite nice. So, I mean, you, you kind of have that with one, but I think it's supposed to be even better on the, on the X, so mm. something mm. like that, anyway. Mm. Yeah, I think that's there's a few probably a few other things, but Jay, I've realised what I did wrong. Okay, uh, what you in do the wrong? process? So for everyone who we <coughs> haven't addressed bit of deja the vu, pe- isn't it, with your buddy Bluetooth keyboard? <laughs> we haven't addressed the people <coughs> in what feels like forever, Jay. So we should let them all know that 
I haven't got an order. I haven't got a pre-order in order. I haven't got one coming. An Xbox. I haven't got a PS5 coming. Uh, you've got one coming tomorrow. I've realized what I did wrong. I have underestimated both the gaming industry's power and influence and people's desperation for these consoles. And yes, I will sir. use the word yeah. desperate because I said to India many times, you know, Xbox One did not sell that well. And we have been waiting for a next gen for a long time. There are supply chain issues clearly from COVID. However, I think it is embarrassing that we as a people do not speak about gaming and yet we'll all stay up till 8am, 12pm, 12am ordering these things online. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Jay's trying to distract me with his eyebrows. <laughs> no, I'm just, okay. I was actually going to say something about um, the Xbox. So the Xbox One is notorious for not selling very well. Yeah. But, um, is it Phil Spencer? He put out a tweet a couple hours ago basically saying in the first 24 hours of the release of the Xbox that they sold more globally than they had done on the previous one's initial 24 hours. So they sold more for this console in the first 24 hours than the Xbox One did in its first 24 hours. That is, I mean, that's... Like a hell of a lot, like a hell of a lot more. Yeah, I would expect that. I would expect that. Like, like a lot. Like, he's like kind of stunned by how much people have wanted to buy these things, which I think is why there's actually quite a lot of people not able to get them is because more people than ever have bought it in the first 24 hours. Or like, I think he includes pre-orders too. Sure. yeah, it's basically. I well, think it's because there's people who probably were younger seven years ago, who could, obviously their parents or themselves couldn't afford a console. Console who have now grown up and are now able to do so. So there's like an extra couple million people, kids, who are now able to get these things, which is why it's you know unable for people like you, I guess. Well, moreover, the gaming the industry kids. gets bigger every year. Oh yeah, it it's, I mean, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. Multi, like it's so big. <laughs> I'm, I'm just Jay. I am just sick of people not admitting this. That nobody's going to tell you. Right? I can so tell you why. I go, I go to someone's house, right, and they're, oh, you've got a Series X. It's, it came out like three days ago. Yeah, just managed to get a pre-order. No, you didn't manage to get a pre-order. You. You got one at nine AM when they went live. Like well, you queuing up with like everyone unless, else. So don't let's not, like let's not put a ribbon around <laughs> it and like or or, or your circumstance yeah, it's refreshing. Yeah. But like I'm I'm not trying to shame anyone. I'm yeah. just saying stop being ashamed. Because uh, oh, clearly people are. Well I, clearly. I think part of that is because I guess it comes back to the media or like just society in general. But people like me and you had a conversation about this. You you felt bad about gaming so much to an extent right you felt like you could be doing more with your life in quotes and that you probably should have put your time you know more focus on something that would probably you know help you in some other area of your life and i think that's part of it i think there's like a stigma against people who are seen as gamers are also lazy that tend not to have a job tend to like still live at home like all these different things which are like obviously not like looked down upon in our society and they're primarily men too, and obviously men are supposed to be the ones who are supposed to provide for their families, which just makes it even worse. It's like, oh, there's all these useless men sitting at home on their consoles. That's kind of what like the majority of people I think think, in quotes. But you know, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's why they're ashamed. It's because they're being shamed by other people to feel that way. 
But it's ironic because I'm not shameful who, of it at all. I know that people I mean, are out like there. A tiny amount, like one percent. Yeah, like I know people are out there who don't game, but who are they, Jay? Because they ain't in the UK. You yeah, know what, what I'm saying? Do at night, do they just drink a bottle of wine and go to bed? Like, yeah, you know? or YouTube <laughs> or football. Like, but but <laughs> I, I'm I'm sorry, but if you're a male, um, or some females in the UK. Yes, definitely. You have people. very likely got a games console in your house, period. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, let's Unlikely. just stop. Let's just stop pretending that no one's going to queue up for these things. Like, clearly these things are in high demand. Stop being ashamed. We all do it. We've all done it. I've failed at it, clearly. Um, I think you could have tried harder. Yeah, my brother keeps telling me that. Yeah. Even, yeah. I'll tell you what my mum's been talking about too. To about me. Yeah, I so I said to her, look, you know, if Nick had just stayed on like I did and refreshed us for as long as I did, probably would have got one. Mm. But I mean, you're busy, so it's not, obviously you know I can't force you. Well, to it, it's more about the principle of I genuinely lose patience doing that after. 10 yeah, minutes. no, I get you. I understand. And also, I shouldn't need to do that. You shouldn't. No, that's what I think. That's what does bug me about it. Actually, is when I was doing it, I was thinking to myself like. I shouldn't be doing this right now. Like I should have just been able to click it once and been guaranteed one. Yeah. Yeah. I can. It's uh, yeah. It's more about like a principle than anything else. I understand that. Totally yeah. understand it. Yeah. But look, man, look. It's done. It is what it is. And... Didn't didn't they delay the PS5 release as well? It was supposed I... to be today, but it's actually tomorrow now. In in the US. I don't know where. Yeah, I think it's the US. Yeah, yeah there's a few people that already have theirs. UK. Yeah, there's a few people who, are, who already have theirs, but I think some people have been delayed until the next day or something. Like, I think if you got a pre-order, it was today. But if it's if you didn't get a pre-order, the release window has now moved a day forward. Wow. I'm hearing different things, but I think that's because to sort of help the people who want to get one release day have a bit more of a chance. Maybe I don't know. I don't Hard know. To say. Hard to I say. don't know, but the biggest depression element for me, Jay, is just that I probably won't get one till next year now, which is just a bit sad, really. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing all these things of like, well, I think, I mean, the, technically the next release date on the game is the 18th of December, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Amazon, it's not until the 31st of December, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's looking like you might even miss the cyberpunk window, which is annoying more than anything else. But I mean, I don't know if they're still doing the same tactic as what I, happened to me, which is you know just refreshing the page and hoping for the best. Um, uh, there's been a few articles of people saying who bought one and they're already trying to scalp them, like a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars for a new console. It's like Jesus Christ! Like these people are so like I, I oh man obviously you can't there's no deterrent really is there there's no way of find, knowing who these people are like if you're the kind of person who pre-ordered a console and just wants to sell it for like four times its price there's no way of knowing that's who you are <laughs> just i think that's annoyed me more than anything else because it's obviously made that that one person or that times a thousand whoever people are scalping all these consoles has basically made it harder for you to get one Correct. Someone who's actually going to bloody use it for the next decade, Correct. unlikely. Someone yeah, who, let's be frank about it, was dying to get one, or at least I was—I really wanted one. I'll just yeah. say that. Yeah, yeah. But alas, you're well, getting one. So that's exciting, yeah. and I'm going to use this opportunity to do some other things which I've been putting off. So we're all good. 
but I'm glad you're getting one. I really am. I guess I feel unlucky, big... honestly. I'm kind of like scared at how lucky I've been at this point. Well, the, the biggest issue for us as a show, Jay, or a podcast... Yeah, I'm not going to be able to talk about AC Valhalla or Cyberpunk until well into next year. Correct. And I'm probably going to have forgotten most of what I remembered by playing it at that point, which doesn't Correct. matter too much. I really don't care. I'm hoping, actually, I'm hoping by the time you get AC Valhalla, I'll have already started the next DLC for it. Because they've actually oh, got a plan yeah. for the start of spring, haven't they, for all the DLC plans for AC. So you're not... Yeah, so you're definitely playing Valhalla until Cyberpunk then. Yeah, so, so well, hopefully Valhalla until pretty much up to Cyberpunk and then D- the DLC after Cyberpunk for Valhalla. And then once the Valhalla D- DLC is over, hopefully the Cyberpunk DLC will start to roll around at that point. And hopefully Godfall as well, which we'll come on to in a little while. <laughs> And Cyberpunk has been reaffirmed, or they've tried to reconfirm the new release date from a response to IGN asking for comments, saying that they don't comment on rumours or speculation, but they that I quote, even though we don't usually do this, but I will confirm we were just taking time to update all of our assets to reflect the new launch date of December 10th, and that was a representative from CD Projekt Red. Yeah, so I actually like, like dove a little bit further into this. Um, okay. I don't have a source necessarily. I watched it. There's a guy on YouTube who gets his sources from all over the place. I'm not sure how mm-hmm. secure this is. But it was basically um, people high up in CD or at least or someone on the team were basically saying that they care very much so about their, their score, their like review scores and their meta scores when a game comes out. Basically, their goal is to get at least 90 on a meta score when it comes out and the, they thought that if they released it early without the, all this polish they were going to get less than that so they needed to make it wow. up to a 90 that was like part of their reasoning at least a small part of their reasoning as to why it was being delayed because again they've only got one shot of making it like a first impression like people tend not to come back and update reviews i think ign are probably one of the only people i've seen update a review and that's only usually because there's like a new edition most of the time it's not always because the game has improved necessarily yeah, it's been updated a lot. I think the only um, thing they've also done with that was the Switch. I remember the Switch review. I think they got like a six when it first came out, and I think it's now like a nine or a ten, just because it's in like the, the the number of games that are on it are so much wider of like value and prestige, I guess. So yeah, oh, right. yeah, I'm hoping they'll do that with some other things potentially, but it seems we, unlikely. We've definitely seen a lot of studios getting bonuses for certain critic and Metacritic scores as well, so that could be to do with it as well. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What, say, do you think, uh, yeah, go on. Do you think it's definitely coming December tenth, Jay? Yeah, I think at this point, like I'm finding it very hard to think as to why they want to push it anymore, other than that they've just not had enough time. I mean, that that 21 days number must have like really been thought about. They must have thought, right, we have a schedule, and if we can't stick to it, we're basically we're done. Basically, like there's, there's no coming back from this. So we either we we either say 21 days and be sure, or say more than that and you know have a massive backlash from it essentially and uh, you know people say that bad press is still good press but in this instance it's not it's probably for games i'd say bad press is usually a really bad sign more than anything else it it can it can sway a game's um you know selling capabilities and, and just brand awareness and stuff massively so yeah i'm kind of glad that they're sticking to this as much as they can at this point they've actually gone dark on their social medias haven't they the entirety of the marketing is just completely shut off 
since whenever they announced the uh, the delay. The so. It's probably good. They're probably busy. They're probably busy. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be on social media right now either. I just want to be busy working on the game at this point. <laughs> yeah, well, quite. Get her done. It's ironic, Jay, because they were so radio silent for what, well, arguably seven, eight like, years. I mean, yeah. Since 2012, I think it was 2013. Like, so 2012 was the initial thing. 2013, I think, was the actual like teaser. And then, and then 2016 was like a very even smaller teaser. It was basically like an extended version of the first one. And then like 2018, 2019 is when things started to like really come around. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think 2018 was when they did the beep tweet on their Twitter account. And that yeah, was when like you that, knew yeah. that that was when you knew things were starting to ramp up. And then I think um, it was more than a year after that until they actually started to be like properly into their social media stuff. So yeah, yeah, had a pretty good run. <laughs> yeah. Well, something to look forward to next year, Jay. I'm um, something I'm super excited about. I think we've talked about it before. The Mass Effect trilogy finally got announced after months of speculation and rumors. They had a N7 day, a little reunion thing with the cast and stuff, and we finally. Saw a trailer coming 2021, I believe. I hope it's Q1 or Q2. Jay, are you getting this? Are you excited? It's a big maybe, I think. Have I you really, played all three? Tell you what, so I've I've played one and two. I've completed one and two. Three, I don't think I ever bought. I don't. I can't remember. Okay. I might have only got like maybe a quarter of the way through it. Like, I really can't remember. But I, I remember watching the end. I think I watched the end of the game online at some point. So I just got fed up. Um, I don't actually remember much of what happened. I remember there being the things like it was like a London looking town and it had like all the aliens come down or something. I'm not sure. I can't. That's yeah, sure, 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 um, sure. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind actually starting from the beginning again and just remembering everything because it was Me fun. Too, mate. But like, tr- I've played tried Mass Effect. I've tried playing Mass Effect 1 like in the last two years and it is rough. Like, it's barely above 480p. Barely. It's like yeah. 544 or something ridiculous. It's so tiny. It's, it's disgusting. 100% right, which is why hopefully this will be more, and I think it is more than just a remaster. I think there is going to be some upgrades there. I don't know. Are they literally just like like making the game look better, but it's still got the same um, like uh, audio and everything? In short, we're not sure yet, but because it was originally planned... bring back people and redo lines. I don't no, no, I don't think they do that, but I think they have definitely, for instance, reworked the gunning or the shooting in the first game. I think that it was scheduled for later this year and they've delayed it and they wouldn't do that unless they were See, doing I, some serious work to it. Is it comparable to Demon Souls then? Is it like that level of... Not that level. Yeah, I Not that say. Level. I feel like there should be like a, like a, like a grading a system. Scale, like, like a reboot grading system or scale of how like yeah. a Demon Souls is at the top. And then what would be at the bottom? What's like a really bad reboot or something? Oh, like a remaster, <laughs> yeah. Um... What's been like the worst remaster of, of late? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, Could you know. say like... I um... guess Halo is like right below Demon's Souls maybe? Or like Red maybe Faction, Guerrilla, Remaster. Yeah, it's probably one of those type things. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. And then Halo um... is like in the middle, right? It's sort of like... Like the oh, I mean, I, I can put the Halo up there, Halo Two anniversary up there, but yeah, Halo Two is like Ratchet and Clank twenty sixteen is up there because that's a sure. reimagining. Much, um, yeah. But I completely get your point, mate. Like a Deadpool remaster or the Vanquish and Bayonetta bundle HD remaster, maybe you could put that at the bottom or something. Not that it's bad quality, but it's just a no, remaster, just isn't it? Like comparable of the level of effort to make it a better game, 
but the same game, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. same game, just better. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The cover or the post. I hope it's the cover, but the post looks great. And yeah. I think Mass Effect um, Two was my favorite one actually out of all of them. Mm. I really enjoyed it. the story was amazing. I loved it. I still the first one is a special place in my heart, being very closely associated with the 360, of course. But dude, I'm I'm stoked to play these. I've told you before, I played them all so far apart. It's not really a coherent experience, and so now I finally get to play all three in one. I was going to say, yeah, you could probably knock out all three in like two or three weeks, depending on how fast you played it. Yeah, I mean, I think it helps that you know the story and everything. Mate, the achievement list is going to be a... Oh, daddy. Yeah, it's going to be one to keep an eye out for. But I think, yeah, probably maybe a month, two months, you know, long term, finishing them all in full. Yeah, Nick Speed versus J Speed. Sure. Oh, there we go. There we go. And on this announcement, Casey Hudson did also tell us, in short, they're working on another Mass Effect project. Yeah, I saw game. that. I was like, oh, wow. Because that's Bioware, right? That's Mass Effect? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so yeah. they're working on Dragon Age 4. Well, the other team is working on Dragon Age 4 at the minute, aren't they? Yeah, I'm not sure how they're splitting it, dude. So they've got, apparently, they've got Dragon Age 4, which I assume is the priority. They then have got Anthem 2.0, and now they've got Mass <laughs> Effect as well. They, they, I... they must have either, like, three separate teams that are, like, completely separate, or they've got, like, one big team that have just been split into different things to work on different mm. things at different times, I'm not sure. I'd hate to be the kind of developer who goes back back and forth between two or three games and trying to figure out what to do. It'd be insane. Like, do you, do you feel like your, your faith in Bioware has diminished over the last five to six years, maybe? Because Andromeda, yeah. I, I played Andromeda, and I hate it. Like, it wasn't great. <laughs> it's really bad. Funny you say that. I spoke to a mate last night who liked the first three games or the first, the last two, and he didn't like Andromeda. And like that it was surprised so, me. It honestly felt like playing a, a game by the, a developer who had never played Mass Effect before and tried to make a Mass Effect game. That's basically what it felt like. Okay. It didn't feel like the same people. It literally felt like a completely new group of people who had no idea what they were doing. It was so strange. It was so rushed as well. It was insanely rushed gross yeah I've, I've kind of like my, my faith in bioware has diminished quite a lot over the last couple of years so they kind of need to have like a home run really don't they they need to have it like the, the next couple instances of their releases need to be like pretty like spot on like nines and above or like at least an eight like anything less than that then what's the point really you know they, they need to regain that trust from their audiences so completely agree yeah, we'll see what happens there i think this is the make or break period for bioware oh 100 like if they screw it up again for like the what fourth or fifth time at this point then yeah there's i don't think there's much coming back from this like i mean they must be almost bloody broke at this point unless all like all the the money that slowly drips in from previous dragon ages and stuff is like helping. yeah i don't know so curious to see how much money that actually feeds into studios like i would love to know how much bully earns rockstar every year do you know what i mean like because oh, wow. i'm sure that, i'm sure yeah. it's I'm sure it's, you know, 20, 30k at least. Yeah, that's you know. obviously not a lot, but that's still like something. Maybe someone's wage, doesn't it? Maybe like more than that. for a year, yeah, I guess. One and, they, and they love, they love, if I was a developer, I'd do the same. They love supporting their games wherever they can. So, you know, Xbox One backwards compatibility. Okay, we're going to make every game on 360 backwards compatible. PSN 
bundles and PS3 bundles available on PS4. Oh, we're going to make that available. We're going to make PS2 classics available to buy on PS4. They love all that stuff. They love all that stuff. So I do. I'm kind of impressed by the level of backwards compatibility on the Xbox versus the PS5. Oh, dude! Like, I've been so watching much. so many videos of people being like, "Look at all these games I can play on Xbox, but not look at all these games I can't play." Like, I just can't play any of these games. I have to go on my PS4 or on my PS3 to go do it. It's like, well, you know, like it's so insane with the amount of like you can literally play almost anything on Xbox at this point. It's insane. I, I wonder how. I wonder how much the one, the Xbox being more powerful, and two, the design and look of the PS5 console is going to impact PS5 sales because it does well, seem like off the you know the first few days, you know, day number two, as it were, or number three for us at the moment for the Xbox, it seems like they're at an even playing field at the moment. From what I've seen, we know that PS5 had has more pre-orders than PS4 had pre-orders initially. So we know it's going to sell at least on in the first couple of days more, but we don't know over the longevity because obviously the PS4 won that race previously with like was it 120 million I think consoles sold. Nearly PS4, that, I think. I think it's like coming up to that or something versus the Xbox where I don't think it even broke 100 million, so Oh, dude, I don't even think it broke 50, to be honest. Yeah, there you go. So I, we'll see if there's going to be a shift. Because uh, there's been a bit of talking about um, Japanese developers are losing faith in, in Sony, aren't they? Because of all the censorship. Because all their games are being censored on Sony, but not on Xbox. So Xbox is sort of like crawling into Japan at the minute, trying to think, oh, can we grab some of them developers off of Sony? Because they're losing faith in them. Didn't Phil Spencer deny that? He did kind of deny it, but he kind of has to, right? Deny it, what is it, deniable plausibility or whatever it is? Sure. He kind of has to say that because he probably knows that that's what they're doing. And if he says that, it means they're basically admitting to stealing, not, you know, in quotes, being unfaithful or unhonorable to Sony or whatever. So you wouldn't say it out loud, would you? You just do it. Well, <laughs> he did say the game spot that he's played Elden Ring from, from software yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, I saw that. That was... The fact that there's a playable thing, I mean, obviously there's a playable thing out there, but I don't know if it's in pre-alpha, alpha, pre-beta, beta, like, what's it in right now? I think it's still I've very played. alpha, and he's called it Miyazaki's most ambitious game. I don't like that term, Jay, because I feel like you could say that about every artistic project. Uh, I feel like that's a lot more plausible nowadays, right? Because at this point, we're at a stage in gaming a gaming generation where if a game isn't ambitious, like what's the point nowadays? Sure. But you kind of need that, that next level of gaming size and quality. Like if a game isn't being ambitious, then what are you doing? Another game. Sure. Obviously there's a point of like small developers who don't need to necessarily be ambitious to make their point. But a triple a game nowadays kind of needs that next. It's almost like being addicted to like nicotine or something. Like people have that level of, you know, they're, where they're maintained their highs. So they've got to keep getting more and more so they can at least maintain their normal, their normality of life. It's like a, you know, weird uh, c- comparison to make, but it kind of feels like that. I feel like a lot of gamers are sort of like numb to really good games nowadays. Do you feel like that? Do you feel like you're being like sort of numbed by the amount of good quality games are there are? So that anything that's either the same quality or less quality now doesn't feel quite good enough? I get your point. I think I yeah. would call it more. I think I would describe it more as my expectations just become generally higher rather than numb. Yeah. Okay. So that when you play, I guess you you know a, a five or a six out of ten game, 
like suddenly you're like, oh, this isn't very good. But that's because you've been playing eight and nines and tens for the last two years. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think I've necessarily felt numb. Well, my expectations are now greater. I just feel like it depends. For me, it's more about what the game is, not how it not how it is. If that makes sense. Like the mechanics and how it plays doesn't necessarily need to be good. I mean, that's I feel like that's more of like a given nowadays, right? Like they kind of just have to be at a certain level. Like there's an expectation. Um, but for me, it's more about the IP than anything else. Like if the IP, the IP can be really bad but if the game plays well enough it's still like good enough in terms of like for the gaming industry but if the ip is really good and the game's not very good it's kind of like slightly balances back out i guess the good comparison with that is like avengers right really good ip but really bad game but it still scored like fairly well like it would have been a lot better if obviously if the quality of the game was better but there's almost like this like weird balancing act there between ip level and quality of game level it's like you know different things at play there so different variables yeah yeah agreed (laughs) exciting news jay about this ps5 letting you automatically turn subtitles on for every game that shit should have been done two generations i was gonna say yeah i saw that and thought why isn't xbox doing that i guess that's partly because uh it depends on how you do it right would that would it be like because i feel like it does it doesn't take that much effort for for you to be like subtitles on or off to go into the options like that's not that much True. effort. I don't I don't really understand how PS5 are going to do it. Is it like from like the main menu or something? It's from the yeah, it's from their <laughs> menu and apparently you can do it with difficulty as well. I think it's just a lifestyle ease, isn't it? You know, the same as you can turn vibration on and off on the Xbox One for every game or your controller. So I think it's similar similar thing. And if, eventually now, wonder... we might see all settings in the console oh, itself true. rather than the yeah, game. Like a, like a preset almost. Mm-hmm. Like a saved preset. I think that's probably pretty Well, that's what, what it that is. is. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah. What it is. I'm just trying to think, like, how much time does that realistically save you? Because most games, as soon as you press new game, automatically takes you to, do you want subtitles on? What difficulty do you want? It doesn't necessarily put you straight into the game and then makes you change it. So I don't really see the, the you know, how, how much that can help. I mean, it'll probably save you, what, like 20 seconds, 30 seconds at most? Which I don't know how much, you know, quality of life, how much that can help, really. I don't know. I don't. I don't really know who it's for, but it seems kind of cool. I'm sure in in practice it probably feels a lot better to do than to actually say it out loud. I imagine. Sure, sure. Lastly, Jay, Take Two have acquired Codemasters, one of the biggest. Yeah. So this is UK um, developers. This is the uh, the Dirt Five stuff right so mm-hmm. codemasters yeah codemasters are sort of like known for being really good at making driving games sure uh, or racing games should i say uh, but it looks like they're being taken over or bought acquired by take two and take two are the ones who did what remind me what they did they own rockstar jay oh, that's they what i thought own yeah UK, so what did so, own... what do we reckon this means for codemasters does it mean better quality games in the future do we reckon or does it mean same level, just, you know, with a new boss, essentially? So I think it could mean better games, because obviously, if they're in-house, they can share knowledge between the other developers like Rockstar. Mm-hmm. However, I, unfortunately for you, Jay, think that they will probably contribute to whatever licenses they have in-house. Now, I could be wrong about that. Maybe they're thinking about making a Dirt 6. 
what I would say is that Dirt 6 would probably be perhaps better than Dirt 5 because of the resources at their disposal now and because of the other developers that they've got in there to, to help with that. It's a bit like, was it Take-Two that recently bought Ruffian Games, the Crackdown 2 developer? Was that, that take is, two? Um, that is a really good question. A good question. Hang on, let me just check that. Take two. Because if that's buys... true, they're going on a bit of a Ruff- You take ruffians. Rockstar oh. buys Crackdown Two developer Ruffian Games. Yeah. Rocks. Rocks. Yeah. So that is technically take two. So technically, it looks so they're, like they're, they're just buying up as they're becoming a monopoly. Like a lot of these companies are starting to buy up other people. They they seem to Jay. I mean, look. If you take that, if you take Xbox's acquisitions yeah, and you take PlayStation's yeah. acquisitions, you can slowly see the powerhouses that oh, they're that's becoming. Another thing. Didn't we talk about um the who the who did uh, uh Demon Souls? That was uh Blue Point. Blue Point. Blue Point haven't been bought by Sony yet, have they? No, I like it would be a good idea if they did. They're definitely looking into that. They, they must be. I reckon they're in talks and they just haven't said anything. They yet. must but be. But imagine having Demon Souls with someone like Bluepoint and being like, right, you're going to make all these reboots for us, and we're, mm-hmm. we're both going to make a lot of money. Like, well, that's basically what they've been doing the last game with Shadow of the Colossus, and the one before that was the Uncharted trilogy. It would kind of like be like almost a similar thing to them buying Insomniac. Like that made so much sense. Exactly. Insomniac acquisition. Like that. Like to me, that was just like the perfect partnership. Same thing with like Bethesda and Microsoft. Like that seemed like the perfect partnership. So, yeah, that would just be amazing if they did that. Hundred. But it does kind of seem like all all of a sudden that like it's a little bit like how. You know how like companies like Pringles and Doritos and like all this kind of like sweet food and like junk food, they're all owned by like 10 different companies like Coca-Cola, Pepsi. They're all owned by like the same people. But that's kind of what this kind of see. It seems like it seems like there's these like conglomerates or these like, you know, 10 different groups of developer owner companies who are just like buying up all the small people to help them out, but to also control everything. Which kind of worries me a little bit, because does that mean in the future that there's going to be some sort of like mandate on what can and can't be put into all these different games? Like it all kind of comes down to like the company's politics about like censorship and stuff like that, because that kind of seems like what Sony's doing in the minute with all the censorship stuff, whereas Microsoft tend not to do that as much. Like you're going to kind of see almost like this like weird sort of like faction thing happen where you've got these ten different factions of game company owners. And they're like, right, which which one of these factions censors, which one of these don't? You know, it's kind of going to be able to pick and choose kind of thing. Oh, that's like way into the future. I'm thinking like 100 years from now. But even so, like, I'm, I can see that far. It'd be interesting to be alive at that point and sort of like, you know, watch it all unfold in front of our eyes. It'd be quite interesting to see. I think that's a good concern to have, oh, a right, a right, a righteous concern to have. Yeah, it's I kind think... of just one of those ones where you don't really know what what the outcome will be, whether it'll be good or bad. So I think naturally markets will tend towards monopolies because that is the nature of things that eventually yeah, all just the, the nature of capitalism. I suppose the the bigger guy tends to eat the smaller guy up, don't they? Yeah, food um, chain and whatnot. But you know that that doesn't happen without voluntary. Yeah, obviously they have to allow them from to the buy them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if you're independent and you don't feel like you need to be owned by one of them, then you can easily say no and hope exactly. for the best. You know, I think more than anything, it's the money. Like Codemasters sort because they bought them for 994 million, just almost a billion. Right? If they like, we just basically got a billion. Like, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> yeah, big deal, dude. That's a massive deal. 
Yeah, I didn't know. I don't think code masters were worth that much, but obviously they are. So. I mean, I don't play racing games, so I really can. Yeah, uh, code masters have done a lot actually. So I actually really yeah. like code masters. I like their style of racing game. So they're a big UK uh, developer, probably the biggest UK developer. One um, of the biggest, yeah. Could be. Yeah. Jay, tell me about these overheating vape things. Yeah, going so on right, so PS Fives. There was a thing a couple of weeks ago, or maybe a week ago or so with the PlayStation 5 overheating just because they were being put... So, you know, when you go to, like, a like a game or, like, an Asda or a Tesco, they sort of have those, like, cabinets where they've got, like, a like a console inside of, like, a plastic dome. Yeah. And there's no, like, air holes. That's basically what happened. Like, the PS5s were being put inside these really tight plastic airtight domes. What, in shops? In shops. And they were basically just overheating inside these, like, plastic containers because there was no airflow. <laughs> That's pretty oh much it. God pretty much it dude i can't remember the last time i went in a shop like game and yeah, went you know, and, play, and actually, played on one of those consoles and I being like oh my the last god time that happened to me the the 3d the 3ds when it first came out i remember them having like a one you could test in game and me being like oh okay this is actually like i wouldn't mind getting one of these things and like two sure. years later i got one so sure that was the last time that happened to me um right. the other thing with ps5 is that uh, there seems to be a lot of uh, crashes, like uh, genuinely, yeah, like a lot of people who are installing games and then the actual console itself crashes midway through. Genuinely, yeah, it's happened. To, I've seen that like a few people on Twitter. Whether it's like a multi thing, it seems to be like a very isolated incident, like maybe okay. like one in every maybe like hundred thousand cases or something. You know, very 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 isolated. It's it's still not a great sign. No, uh, and then the other thing, so two prop. I say two two issues or two things with um, with Xbox. So the first one was sort of like a hoax, I guess you could call it. So yes, people, stuff. yeah. So people yeah. were like vaping, putting their vape smoke in the back of the console, waiting a few seconds, and starting to record all this vape smoke or vapor come out of the top of their console and being like, "Look, it's on fire," <laughs> and like pretending. That, that they were, like, not working. And then someone who, like, was from Xbox was like, yeah, there's nothing inside this thing that can actually catch on fire, so this is fake. And then someone <laughs> someone later on was like, yeah, I just did that to pretend to make it seem like it. Basically, if you went to any of the profiles of these people who were doing the vaping thing, it was essentially people who were, like, PlayStation elitists, essentially, who were trying to make Xbox look bad. Okay. So it's almost like some sort of like weird sort of like. Well, Jay, how do they get hold of an Xbox if they're a PlayStation hard? Yeah, that's the thing. I think they'd like got one, and then just like just for the like maybe for free somewhere, and maybe like for the sole purpose of making them look bad. Good job I haven't got one. Then hey, hey boss. Yeah, exactly. Again, that's just more. (laughs) Oh my days! Oh dear. Right. Okay. Well, I appreciate you debunking them anyway. The only other thing was that there's a few instances where uh, disk drives are not working on Xboxes, which is just like one of those console things that tends to happen. Jay, I cannot tell you. Well, to be fair, I won't be using it. So I mean, it's both. It's happened to both of us. It happened to me like multiple times. Yeah, but like. If I tried to play a disc on day one and it didn't work, I would cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why I don't do discs anymore, because I know that that can happen. Yeah. Um, I think a, a few people, weirdly, actually fixed the issue by making their console into a home console. Okay. It almost seems like Xbox have put a sort of like a like an in like a, a thing inside their disc drives that basically allow don't allow you to play a physical disc unless you set your console as a home console 
almost being like almost as like some sort of like security system against people who had like maybe who have stolen a console or who have tried to use other discs from people um, that are that they didn't buy it from necessarily like a, like a like a friend gave you a disc to play the game but because it's not your home console it recognizes the disc as like as like a foreign object so it spits it back out almost which is kind of good i guess but it's weird that, that it seems to be like 50 50 with like a security system thing and then people who are actually having their disk drives that just don't work mm. which i i hate that's still a thing i really hate that the fact that they, they obviously test them when they're in the factory but it kind of seems there's been maybe a little bit less testing just because i've been trying to get them out quicker it's kind of what it seems like which you know hopefully mine doesn't do that and i'll let you know i'm tempted to actually like put in like a like a, a disc of a game that i haven't done in a while just to see if it works yeah sure, but, sure. we'll see we'll see i don't think i'll do it day one just because i'm not going to ever use a disc i don't think but fair play we'll see and kenshin 1.1 update jay yeah that was yesterday new characters new story missions i haven't done any of the story stuff because i really can't be honest at the minute i'm just sort of like grinding still i'm actually a little bit worried because i'm not going to be able to play genshin every day now starting oh, tomorrow no. i mean tomorrow morning i'm going to play it but starting from the 14th i'm not going to be playing genshin anymore i don't think i might sure. have to genuinely get up half an hour earlier just so i can do my genshin dailies and then start ac no, seriously. I love I love your regiment, dude. I love your regiment. No, honestly, I my my schedule for Odyssey is going to be the same schedule as what I've got for AC Valhalla and Cyberpunk. I'm going to sure. get up at half seven, do my half an hour of dailies for Genshin. Eight a.m. till ten a.m. is going to be playing. Ten a.m. shower. Ten fifteen to twelve p.m. is gaming. Fifteen minute lunch. Twelve fifteen to four to four fifteen is going to be playing. 4.15 to like 6 is going to be tea and shower and then 6 till about 2 in the morning is going to be gaming oh my god so I'm going to roughly get between 10 and 12 hours of gaming a day Okay. for, for, for 14 days straight roughly that's my goal is preferably 10 days I might be able to get it done in 10 but if I'm at my speed I'll probably get it done at 10 but if, you know, if I tend to go a little bit slower it'll probably be a few extra days Depending. We should say, Jay, we spoke about Valhalla last night. We on did, yeah. We were sort of discussing like length of game, uh, you know, bugginess, I guess, like if there's any missable reaction stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. In short, oh, I was gobsmacked when you told me the average length of the game for completion. So, so it report. <sighs> well, I think it's game. like it's not like completion of just like the main story, like the casual. No, no, casual no. no. We're talking. Will... 100%. Casual gamer will probably play it in like maybe between thirty and forty hours of probably main story, or maybe even twenty to thirty. But I reckon for us, it's looking like for a hundred percent is looking like upwards of a hundred hours. So, which is what basically what we put into the whole entirety of Odyssey and the DLC, a hundred percent for that. So Correct. Correct. I put in one hundred and ten. You put in like one hundred and twenty or so, so. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a marathon, not a sprint. So I'm, I'm getting prepared. Yeah. I've got to wake up early tomorrow, actually, because my console is potentially coming early in the morning, so I have to get up early anyway. It'll be the earliest I've woken up in close to nine months. <laughs> what uh, delivery courier did the game use? Royal Mail, yeah. Oh, okay, fine. And last thing, Jay, Godfall is a timed exclusive, apparently. Yeah, so I didn't. I was actually kind of like... I didn't think this was going to happen, but it looks like it has. So I'm glad about that because obviously I wouldn't be able to play it if it was just on PS5. 
because it's supposed to be a PS5 exclusive from the get-go, which is what we were told like months ago. But now we know that it's not. It's actually going to be a six-month timed PS5 exclusive, which I'm very happy about. Because I actually yeah, I did. It. I did mention the idea that these exclusives they don't mean anything if they're second party anymore. Um, no, I gave I a lot not. of examples for that, but what I mean is that if someone tells you that it's an exclusive and it's by a studio who aren't owned by Xbox or PlayStation, I wouldn't count on it, basically. Um, but th- anyway, this is good because you get to play it on Xbox. Finally. I'm just going to be obviously behind, technically, in quotes. I won't be able to like experience it for the first time when it first comes out, but I'll, I'll, I'll at least have a lot more to play with. once. It'll almost like be coming to a game with like a bunch of DLC. That's kind of probably what it's going to feel like, which is sometimes a bit annoying but i don't mind it i don't think in this case i mean it does look good so i might even play it with you if you if it you know if you are up for it but i, I think you said you weren't really up for it were you not at the moment but things can change things I said, you said change. you might be up up for outriders though right oh i would rather play outriders than godfall yeah that, that's more your cup of tea yeah kind of like yeah. a destiny stroke division kind of style well i'm not sure because a Godfall looked like that, but they said it wasn't that. So oh, I'm it's, very a, it's a melee. Idea. It's a melee looter. That's what it is. It's rather than a shooter looter. It's a melee looter or a slash looter. I don't know what. They but call it doesn't it. have that repetitive element like Destiny and De- uh, Division. Yeah, to an extent, okay. it's supposed to. It's supposed to be literally like a a looter shooter, but with melee instead of guns. Okay, that's the whole idea, I guess. Okay, all right. It looks good. I'll confide in you, Jay, that I'm actually going back to 360. Yeah, I could tell. I saw you started up in the background. Yeah. Oblivion in there. Yeah. I inev- so Fallout 3 and 4, I, I, I sort of finished in terms of I'd done all the side quests I found and I've done most of the locations on the map and all the DLCs and everything. And I never, I've never done that for Elder Scrolls 4 or 5. So I thought I'd just take the opportunity to do that. Sense, and I've got yeah. a couple of other games that I've wanted to, to do and some projects to do with them as well. One game, Jay. Oh, so I'll be I'll be fairly quick about this. No, you're all right. Take your time. I figured out how to play Undead Nightmare. So you just play it offline uh, because the title update has the glitch in it. So if you just play it offline, you can earn all the achievements. And then when you log back in, it's all good. So at some point when I have like a whole day or a whole two days, I will blitz through that because I still haven't done that. Yeah, and I can't imagine going... it would take too long. It being obviously quite a small well, It's basically like a, a large DLC or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope it doesn't take too long, um, but I am excited to play it. And I got Jay... Probably the only game left on 360 that I haven't played that I've really wanted to play. It's called The Saboteur. Oh, you legend. I fucking love that game. I really do. Honestly, you're going to enjoy it like hell. It's so fun. Thanks, man. It's really you, you honest, I'm it? jealous. I, I'm pretty sure I still have it. Um, I'll double check. But it is. I remember, actually, I remember playing it. I think me and Gurney played it at the same time. Or like roughly the same time. And it was like... I don't know. It's, it's weird. I've got a very fuzzy memory of it, but I just, all I remember is that it was just like I remember finishing it and being like, "Oh, that was nice." It's almost like having a stretch, and you're like, "Oh, that just felt really good." That's kind of what the whole game felt like. Right. Really satisfying. I remember the racing in it was really satisfying too. Right. Okay. Racing element in there, a little bit like Crackdown. There's like racing things in there. Sure, 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 um, sure. I'm trying to remember exactly how. I mean, it's weird because the game. I reckon if I went back to play it, it would probably be a lot smaller than it is in my head. Sure. Like games have obviously evolved over time, where we've sort of gotten used to games getting bigger and bigger and bigger. 
but now big maps feel small because we're just so used to them. So I reckon the map probably feels a lot smaller in that game than uh, than I remember. But yeah, man, like I reckon you'd actually probably be able to get a good amount of uh, uh, of gamer score on that as well. Well, I took a look at the achievements, and there is a few missable ones, but yeah. it looks achievable. So yeah, I was gonna say I think I remember them being fairly easy. Yeah, yeah, I really, like... I, I really. Did you buy that then, or did you already have it? Yeah, I bought it for like four quid on on Amazon. Used. Yes. It's I honestly want you to tell actually. me like how, like once you've done with it, I want you to tell me on the podcast like how you feel about it. I, I remember it just being like it's like one of those games of like my 360 era of games. It's like yeah, that one is one of the best ones I played. So. Well, it's definitely like, on every underrated top underrated games in that I generation. I really can't imagine coming back to it now though. I feel like it'd be such a weird experience. I can tell you from the back cover, it doesn't think, look that I good. I think I played it at roughly the same time I played Mafia Two, and it was very similar to that. That's probably why I enjoyed it so much because Mafia Two is like one of my favorite. Mafia games, so Mafia Two is incredible, dude. That game at the time looked so good. It did, yeah. Mafia Two, Saboteur, and La Noir, I think, were all roughly the same time. Oh wow, dude, that's and a hell all... of a trilogy. That's a exactly. hell of a trilogy. They're all kind of like that same. Like, there's almost like a like a timeline. Like, Saboteur was kind of like thirties, forties, World War Two kind of thing, right? Yeah. And then yeah. you've got the after effects of that for La Noir, and then you've got the after effects of that with Mafia Two. It's all like roughly the same time frame. So it was wow. all that kind of like American dream kind of stuff. It was like really like, it's like my, like, I love that kind of like Mad Men style look, you know, I just love how that, that IP plays out. It's just fun to do like the whole gangster thing and Nazis and oh, I love it. I love that stuff. I kind of miss it, honestly, to an extent. I actually thought about it a little while ago and I kind of, kind of made, it kind of made me want to play Wolfenstein 2, but I'm still not enough to play it. Like in my head, I'm not enough there to play it yet. So. I'm, I'm like preparing myself for AC Valhalla still, so I'm not in the right mind frame for Wolfenstein, but I'll, I'll get there, I'm sure, at some point. Just, just gear yourself up, son of Aiden.